good people who have traveled from villages near and far. Lend me your ears. Hello? Hello? Anybody home? What's up, Miss Tasty? What's up, what's up? Hi there, nice to see you. Bumblebee tuna? Bumblebee tuna! Hello, S-Man Tooth. Hello, evening news team. You are now listening to another edition of Movie Review Crew. Welcome to the Goody Room. Their ability to open is f***ing heroic. And now, with your permission, I'm going to do my stuff. What are you going to do? I'm going to do the best I can. Thank you for listening, everybody. This is another edition of the Movie Review Crew. I'm your host, Mike Lucas, and joining me is Aaron Kronikin. Hello. Shane Kronikin. How's it going? And Matt McNeil. Happy Halloween! Oh, God. Oh, God. oh he detimed it. Because it's going to come out on oh, Thursday. I'm not going to release it on there now. Yep. <laughs> well, I like you. <laughs> well, you remember it. anyway. Now we got to start over. <laughs> yeah, yep. you wouldn't do that anyway. So True. It's about 50-50 chance that it's released Listen, when I do what it's I want when I want. Even though Mike has told you a million times, no. you can literally no. set a release time. Nope. Yeah, you and can date. upload and schedule it. Yeah, but... On the upload, it's not in the central time zone, and I have to do math. So I just oh my do god, it. It's oh like no, one or two. no, plus one or minus hey, two. Yeah, hey, that's I, what I'm saying. I have I have a sounder for that now. Who taught you math? <laughs> See, I love I, that movie. I can't figure it out. I'm just saying, man. It's like eight percent. Eight percent. All I'm saying is shove off. Mm. Okay, so. Okay. Here's the thing, though, is you very well could schedule it. So there's yeah, that. Definitely. I, I I have never denied the fact that there's an easy solution to our episodes getting out on time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but why make things simple? Right. right. I have it's, to remember, and then if I can, don't have time, because I always do it before work starts, and sometimes things happen. He's, he's coming off like Charlie Day in It's Always Sunny. He's like, wild card, bitches. <laughs> It's like, you know, when it gets done, it gets done. Yeah. Keep it, keep me in, on my toes and you on Keeping yours. Keeping you on your toes? He's yeah. like, I'm so wild card, I don't even know what I'm going to do. <laughs> All right, guys. This is Movie Review Crew. Uh, we have a great episode for you guys today. We're going to get into movies coming out to theaters today. Uh, we have box office results, as always, on Thursday episodes. And then we have a review of Candyman. Yeah. So what are the movies coming out to theaters? Oh, boy. For anybody other than Shane, this is not exciting news. <laughs> Terminator Dark Fate. Ew, and John's over yeah. in the corner pumping his fist. <laughs> so I've heard. Shane and John. <laughs> I've heard good things about it. Oh, yeah. 6.6. I heard they're IPD. doing Dinobots. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. <laughs> no, it looks bad. It looks bad, but... Yeah, but Mackenzie Davis, though, she's... Fine. You, you keep saying that. The good yeah, news is... Yeah, did you see is, how ripped she is? She looks, she's looking good. The good news is... You keep saying that. All the things I've heard about it are saying, man, those trailers were bad, and I had zero faith going in, but it's pretty good. Those trailers were they They, were, they were horrible. <laughs> they were horrendous, and they terrified me and made me sad, but apparently... From what I've read and from what I've been told is that it's... So it's is, this an, is this an ending to the franchise? Oh, hell no. Linda There's no Hamilton ending in time travel. So no, no, no. <laughs> See, what, what they're doing is Terminator is trying to copy Halloween by retconning everything past Terminator Correct. 2. Um, Which is fine and probably a great idea considering everything that happened after number 2. Correct. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> but, but I don't, I don't think it's going to be successful. I mean, uh, monetarily, it'll do fine, but I don't think it's going to be a good movie. I well, I, think I just be, I, I don't think it's going to be a disaster. During that trailer, trailer when Linda Hamilton tossed the grenade over the bridge and says, "I'll be back," all I thought of was Patrick Starr saying, "Boo!" Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because come on, you are just—that's an obvious play. Like, hey, hmm? it's hmm? a J.J. J. Abrams touch. It's oh. it's. It's nostalgia for the sake of nostalgia. It's what he does in all the Star Wars crap. But anyway, moving on. Yeah, also, I've heard it's good, and I'll I mean, go those see it. Trailers first though day. are actually looking pretty good. Stop it! They don't. Yeah, they, that's wrong. They do. No, they don't. They do. You're an idiot. They do. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Motherless Brooklyn. Oh hell yeah again! Wait, hold on. Back to Terminator real quick. Okay. Mm-hmm. Dark Fate is what it's called. Yep. yep. Uh, sitting at like sixty six percent. Which is pretty good. Okay. That's a percentage. A, What's the overall mm, score? We don't like care 12. about percentages. We're not dummies. 66% of people Six. liked it. Six out of 10. Yeah. That's not bad. 6.6 6 on IMDb. So I mean, it's, it's early, but Barely that tells enough me, to be considered fresh. Yeah. But it is. Yeah, that's true. I mean, true. fresh is fresh. <laughs> Get that W. Yeah. Also coming out, Motherless Brooklyn. Yeah. Mike's uh, that's favorite the, actor, Edward Norton. Oh my god, I love Eddie D's. He I think wrote that's and directed this. Edward nope. Norton did. He did. It's a it's been a passion project of his. That scares me. Edward Norton tends to uh, dive deep into the end of pretentious. Well Yeah. You like DiCaprio. <laughs> his movies are entertaining. This is about a stuttering guy who solves crimes. First of and all, it's two and a half hours long. He's got Tourette's. Yeah. Oh. Second of all, oh, I, I forgot. I don't know what's wrong with him because all I heard in every something wrong with my brain in okay. the trailer. That's so terrible. First of all, again for the second time. First of all, Bruce Willis is in it, so you As know a it's good. Dead guy. Name one time. As a dead. Name guy. one time in the past twenty years, Bruce has done a bad movie. I'll Ooh. wait. <laughs> That's hard. <laughs> I'm thinking. <laughs> Yikes, what yep. a career. I know. God. Uh, also coming out, Harriet, the Harriet Tubman That movie. actually looks okay. Um, it's getting blasted. I'm I'm Is it iffy. getting blasted? They're trying yeah. to turn Harriet Tubman into an action star. Right. That looks silly. Oh, unless see, the, I only, unless I only the trailers saw... are, are completely, totally okay. off. Oh, Time see, out. I only saw one trailer, and it looked like it was going to be more of a drama. No, so. it's... no I could appreciate that. Yeah, but no, it's like looks... every trailer nowadays where in the background it's like, and then cut to some instant like, oh, come on. I saw an interview with the director, and they were like, well, how did you get this movie made? And she was like, well, we had to spin it like it was an action movie. Oh, like, no. Never mind. I take looks, back what I said. It looks horrendous. Watch some of the newest trailers. Yeah. It looks... I try not to watch trailers anymore. I they're they're very deceiving. Well. I, I, yeah, I'll give you that. Because I, I most trailers that, but... are terrible. Yeah. Except for trailers like The Lighthouse. They all feel stock. Man, that was a great trailer. Because it didn't reveal anything, first of all. It told you the tone of the movie. And that's all you need. Well, it didn't. But we'll talk about that. One of the that. trailers. I don't know which trailer you're... Oh, I'm just talking about the one where they say what back and forth. Oh, no. There no, was a different there, trailer. There that was the only trailer, trailer that I saw. Oh, yeah. Anyway, that was a good scene. Also coming out, Arctic Dogs children's movie mm. queen of farts <laughs> oh oh sorry queen of hearts queen of uh, hearts dang it i'm disappointed now yep not as good <laughs> what is it. that about farting. Queen of farting. Farts? farting farting okay god damn farts 
That was my favorite part of the last. <laughs> 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 uh, that is about a woman jeopardizes both her career and her family when she seduces her teenage stepson. That's enough. Yep. <laughs> Done there. Yep. <laughs> I don't need any more. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to watch that. Nope. But I will see both. <laughs> I will see two movies in theaters next week. Terminator and Motherless Brooklyn. What about the lighthouse. <laughs> oh wait, are you going to see the lighthouse tonight? Uh, yeah, going to see not. it tonight. Have Still bought, haven't seen I the haven't Joker. Tickets, so listen, I saw the Joker and I hated it. Didn't see it. That's <laughs> not. Yeah, that's not. That's not ac- accurate. All right, that's it then. Is that it? That's it. Yeah. Right. Uh, Terminator Dark Fate's the big one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, I was going to do box office results. It usually updates at eleven in the a.m. And it still hasn't updated. Hmm. Or maybe it's just Maleficent is still doing that well. Uh, That's, the article I read was that it would Joker still might top Maleficent. Well, Maleficent was the leader last week. Well, Are you saying retop it? Yeah, that's what the article it would said. Hold, hold strong. Uh, notable things. We did talk about it briefly on uh, Monday's episode. But Joker has surpassed Deadpool. As the highest-grossing R-rated film of our time, and in in Ryan Reynolds' fashion, he tweeted about it by altering the poster for the Joker. It was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm going to start following Ryan Reynolds. I I do follow him on Twitter, and it's pretty great. Yeah, he seems like a a funny he's, dude. He he's one of those. I. I like him as a person. He seems like a very good guy. I like him in in a lot of roles, but it has to be the right role. Mm-hmm. And I think he's more capable than he than he, than he shows. Yeah, I just wish he would stretch that range a bit more. Uh, I also I was on Blake Lively Blake Lively's Instagram, which is married to Ryan Reynolds, and there's a picture of her. She was doing some photo shoot or something, and she was like in the arms of some big old model with muscles. And he commented on it, and was like, "Well, he seems nice." <laughs> <laughs> she has a new one that looks interesting. Uh, is a, a new Blake model? Lively? A new model? A uh, new movie. Model. Movie. Mm, model. Anyways, going back to your yeah. uh, box office thing, I just found an article that says Joker wins another weekend box office. $18.9 million. Totals now at $277 million. Yeah, I don't know if that necessarily I, means... You know, I kind of expected that the, the sales would jump up after the first couple of weeks because... Everybody got duped by the media thinking that there were going to be a bunch of crazy people going into movie yeah. theaters, shooting up Joker showings, and then it didn't happen because the media is desperate for tragedy. Uh, and now that people realize, oh, it's just a movie. Nothing bad is going to happen. Now everybody's going out to Not see it. Not only that. Okay, so here, here's uh, more clarification on the box office. This uh, says Joker reclaims number one spot on charts. It had 18.9. Maleficent came in close behind with 18.5. So Joker is back on top. But still good draw for Maleficent though. Oh yeah, I mean that I don't know the the total budget of oh, the Maleficent, budget had to be astronomical, to. I would guess. Oh yeah. With as much CGI as in this uh, Yeah. It's not budget. A, I mean I get it. $185 million for Maleficent. Yeah. Yeesh. That's worldwide right. growth so far. It's it's going to make money. It's at 170 worldwide. So it'll I make get the money. draw. It's just not my type of movie. I don't get the draw. I mean, it's it's 
Disney material. That mm. that there's a draw there. It has big name star Angelina Jolie and and uh, who? Oh, don't forget who all is also in it. Michelle Pfeiffer. That's what I'm saying. Oh, is she in it? Yeah. I, I didn't know That's Michelle Pfeiffer's was in it. Yeah. Can I? May I? Yeah. Go for it. Hey, 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 I, I mean, know. the sequel is sitting at seven out of ten. Is yeah, it really? On IMDb. Yeah, so. I mean, they, they're not. They don't seem like. What movie are we talking about? Maleficent. Christmas. I thought we had moved on. <laughs> no. I'm also been trying to find uh, box office stuff oh. over here. So uh, all like I found was this article that talks about number one and two. I'm not sure. Well, let's move on from yeah. the box office. Real quick, one more thing before we move on. Do you guys want to hear the box office results as of this point domestically for October? Sure. Okay, good. Glad. This, if you said no, <laughs> I know. I, uh, I like to encourage you because you're going to do it anyways. Yeah, thank you. Number one is the Joker. Yep. Mm-hmm. Sitting at $258 million. Which, uh, that budget was what, 50 some, I think? Yeah. It was less than 258. Yes, it was. <laughs> yes, wow, it was. Damn. Does anyone want to guess what number two is and how much it grossed? In October only? The, the month of October. I don't remember what has yeah, come out. Yeah, I'm trying out. to think of what all's come out this month. I'll tell you then. It's the Adams Family. Mm. Oh, good Lord. Yeah, that, it, At $61 million. Oh, that's a pretty so big jump. nothing except for Joker has made money. Four times as much money as the next closest is the Joker in the month of October. Wow. Isn't that insane? Yeah. That's crazy. Just, just to give you an idea, I don't know how up-to-date these numbers are for Joker. $55 million budget estimated. Mm-hmm. Worldwide gross, according to these numbers, seven seven six, almost seven seven that's seven. That's it. Seven hundred seventy six dollars. Yeah, that's it. Seven hundred and seventy seven million dollars on a fifty five million budget. That's a that's best movie of the that's year. That's a pretty good and, return on your and investment. Now, and now Warner Brothers is going to take this as that is the only formula that oh, will I bring know, them money. I and know. every single movie well, they're going to do is going to be I would, this. I would hope it. that it leads them to take more chances on directors with different visions, okay, not so, lean on this formula like they will inevitably do. Yeah, they're going to lean on it. A couple things. Jared Leto's a punk because he tried getting this movie <laughs> shut down. <laughs> oh my god, He's I saw that a punk. He's a little bitch. I That's saw a true. picture that said it said Y'all miss these Easter eggs for Jared Leto's Joker. <laughs> <laughs> it showed all these scenes, and it was circling trash cans along the streets of New York. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I saw that. Funny. What a punk. What was his thought? Pro- like, the world doesn't so, need any other Joker except my terrible version of so the Joker. He, I guess the article I read basically was like, he tried to hamstring himself into a bigger role like he, they had written a small role for suicide squad but he was like i'm gonna make this a bigger well, thing from than what i've heard they filmed yes. more and cut it because they didn't yes. like right it. absolutely that's what i mean and so he like he tried to make it this big ordeal about him and then they cut it and then that probably didn't sit well and then they're gonna remake the movie a year later well and, and he was also yeah. apparently under the impression that he's doing that he was getting his yeah. own movie yeah, but yeah, then yeah. they realized god that was terrible it's, why did we cast him yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Joker has a grill? Uh, I mean, <laughs> let's not. Yes, that was an awful portrayal of Joker. But it at least was 
It at least was a unique spin and something that he went for. He went for it. Sure, and but kudos to him. But it, once it was just he realizes so the it's world not, hated it, don't yes. be a little bitch. Okay, I'll pile on him for that. His performance, it was a failure. There's Fair. no doubt. But Fair. he went for it, and it was his own spin on it. So kudos to him for that. But yes, all this extracurricular stuff he's doing now, you're a punk for that. Exactly. Uh, exactly. I was going to say something else earlier, but I don't remember. Do you guys just want to move on into Candyman? Let's do it. Do you want to talk about the how great the lighthouse is? Yeah, let's talk about how great the lighthouse is. Short spoiler free review. Absolutely, go ahead. Uh, Best movie of the year, not the Joker. All right, move on. Uh, I don't know if I. It's it's definitely up. It's in my top five. I think it's probably gonna. (laughs) It's it's ending up for the year. It's gonna be my number two or three. Um, I liked it a lot. I don't know if I liked it more than Midsummer. Oh uh, boy, it's well, so far ahead of Midsummer well, for okay, me. Okay, so Midsummer's not even in my top five. No, let me let me let me let me explain. Let me explain. Um so the performances by Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe are fantastic. Those are two powerhouse performances, especially when it's just them two for the entire yep. movie. Uh I agree with you when you said that uh, Robert Eggers is a better director than Ari Aster. I agree with that as well. Um, for me, what what puts Midsummer at the moment, I, I have to reassess because um, I've been mulling it over in my brain since yesterday when I saw it. But as of right now, what puts Midsummer ahead of it still is that I I liked the screenplay for midsummer better right it, um, dive, it, it took it dove into themes more than the lighthouse did and well and not just that like the i like the imagery like the lighthouse had great imagery but the imagery in midsummer was better for me as well i think man but, but was the lighthouse a pretentious pile it's definitely crap. an artsy movie but not it, it, at no point where you're like oh this there's is, a difference between yourself. artsy and pretentious and Midsummer was absolutely pretentious. I didn't think Midsummer oh was my pretentious. God, it was unbearable. It was. It was. I mean, I. I, I he's an amazing director. I'm not going to deny that. I mean, Ari for, Aster is for fantastic. Both, for both of them, I think that their follow-ups aren't as good as their debuts. I, I would say. I, well, I don't know. I, I, I love The Witch, but I think The Lighthouse is right up there with it. I, I mean, The Lighthouse is definitely a good movie. I. I wouldn't put it on equal footing with the witch though Oof. is that because of the story is more engaging there, um, uh, don't go into the lighthouse right, expecting but, but a story but is the that's thing. what i mean because it looks like it's not a story driven there's it's, a story there's a there's kind outline. of a story it's very the lighthouse is very abstract yeah that's what i've, that's um, what I've heard and, and that's why i'm saying that is it because the witch is a more traditional storytelling that you can get into the story and into the the characters. Yeah, more. and well, and like you can, I I appreciate the fact that they they really put you in the mindset of Robert Pattinson's character in the movie, because he's he's kind of your focal point. Oh, and that was part of the fun of it is that both characters you have no idea what to trust what you're seeing because they're both proven to just be liars and and you can't. You can't tell what's real and what's not real, and who's saying the truth and who's lying and who's manipulating. It's such a good story. Yeah, um, I just I I think overall, and part of it is the is the story. I like a more grounded story, um, but the other part of it is like the, I the subject matter of the witch is more yeah. interesting to me. Um, I thought going into it that. Uh, this might based off of the the couple of trailers that I saw for it prior. 
I thought that the lighthouse would be into more like Lovecraftian type of like existential yeah, there wasn't horror. a whole lot of that, uh, and there wasn't. It really wasn't what I was expecting, and that's not any fault of the movie because uh, I didn't really know what to expect. But it was still very good, and I'd still put it in my top five for the year. I just don't know if I'm going to put it at number one just yet. Actually, I honestly I don't have it as best. I think I'd put Peanut Butter Falcon. I'd put Once Upon a Time in Hollywood above it. Um, I think like right now. It's fighting for my number two position with uh, Paddleton, and I'm not, I'm trying to assess whether or not it was better than Midsummer because Midsummer is my number one right now. Ooh, interesting. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it so that's our spoiler-free review. Yeah. My review. Uh, go see it. Absolutely. Yeah, it definitely go see it, and I I will have a a full spoilerific review on the website. Uh, coming soon. Is that something you have to see in theaters? I would say this one you probably should. I um, think so. Because the... Why, though? What what would make the theater experience better than watching it at home? Butter. 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 Good call. Popcorn. Good call. Mm, Good yeah, call. Butter. The, the heated seats. AMC. I just think <laughs> visually and the sound elements of it with the storm and with the... I, I, I think uh, being immersed in it because, he, right. because of what you're seeing... That he was so meticulous with the details to put you in that time period, and being immersed in the visuals and the sound of it, I think would help. I think if you if you have a kick ass sound system, you can watch it at home. Otherwise, right. you should probably so go I can see watch it, it at home. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Brag about it. All right, Candyman, right? Yarp. Yep. Candyman, 1992. It's rated R film, hour and thirty nine minutes long. It's a horror thriller film. The Candyman, a murderous soul with a hook for a hand, is is accidentally summoned to reality by a skeptic grad student researching the monster's myth. And that's such a that's such a, a typical Surface horror level. movie uh, yeah. description. It sounds like every other crap teen slasher that comes out in October, but this movie's so much more than that. Yeah, it really is. And that's why I picked it, because I love this movie to death. It's got a fantastic story, uh, great performances, great soundtrack. Like Everything about this movie is... is Top notch and, and it kind of like what Ed Eggers and Ari Aster do when horror movies are more than just a series of horror elements, they're better. That's what that's my biggest complaint about a lot of horror movies is just there's nothing to them. It's just you know, one death after another, following stupid characters. When you have something more to say, when you play on a theme, when you when you put together the story. That is, yes, a surface-level horror, but then there's more beneath that surface. It's a better movie. And that's what's wrong with all these copycat slashers and all these. It's like it, you're, you're missing the point. Well, there's, uh, I mean, there's a place for those. Because it, some, sometimes it's, just, it's fun to watch yes. some idiots mm. get killed. But it's also, you know, when you have a movie that, that slows down and it takes its time and it makes you think about stuff, that's also fantastic and i i appreciate the fact that horror is broad enough to allow for both of those to exist in their own spaces i'm gonna run through this real quick do it do it directed by bernard rose uh, adapted the screen by bernard rose based off of the novel by clive barker titled the forbidden starring virginia madsen xander berkeley tony todd Am I missing? Anything? No, that's pretty no. much it. Okay. It's basically Virginia Manson and Tony, and Tony Todd. Todd yeah. Okay. The Candyman on Rotten Tomatoes gets a 74% f- 
from critics, giving it a score of 6.37 out of 10, and an audience score of 61%, giving it a score of nearly 7. Critics' consensus, though it ultimately sacrifices some mystery in the name of gory thrills, Candyman is a nuanced, effectively chilling tale that benefits from an interesting premise and some fine performances. All right, take it away. All right, you picked it, Matt. Yep. I did. Um, I kind of already gave my initial thoughts earlier, but uh, I'll, I'll run through it again. So um, this is a movie where the the Candyman, it's, it's his movie, and he's barely in it. Um, and that, yeah, to it's, me... It's the Jaws factor. Right, but, yeah. But that's part of the... That's part of his story, and and that's what that that fantastic line where he talks about what it's like to constantly be there without ever having to truly be like it, it, it because the whole idea behind him is that he feeds off of being this idea, yeah, rather than being present all the time. He's he's an so he's good. an urban legend that is real. Uh, and the only way that he continues to exist is if people keep telling his story, and and he's just this he's this looming presence throughout the entire movie, and you keep getting um, like flashes of his appearance, but it's it's just like that. It's mostly just that painting um, of him that and his his voice, yeah, kind of just overlaid. Which I, I don't know if you watched it with surround sound, but. When he, we were talking about sound, man, when he talked on my surround, yeah. it was louder than the typical noise and it was, it's literally surrounded you. It came from yep. everywhere. So it didn't, and it Tony didn't Todd's sound vo- like the voice, somebody he talking. has so much bass in his voice that it's, it's just a, a great voice. Yeah. yeah it was it really awesome is. on surround. I mean, it literally, it was, it was like a higher being talking because it was, it was not, even when he was physically on screen talking, it surrounded you. Like, so you knew it. That sound element was awesome. Yeah. And it's from the beginning. You get this intro, and, and he's talking about... I, I forgot how he introduced it, but the line that he ends this introductory monologue with is, what good is blood for if not for being shed? Mm-hmm. And it's like such a... It's so there, good. And then, you, and then you jump straight into this. this music, this yeah. great music and this overview of the city and it's it's a great intro it really yeah it, it is and and the the music in this movie is just as much of a character as the characters are and that's oh, the music is incredible this oh, is this I is love easily one of the best horror movie I oh guess, yeah themes like or, or I, w- I would or... i would put it up there with like stuff that john carpenter does yeah, as it's far a, as it's music. incredible it's, it's that good well and this the the composer is a well-known composer and he i read was initially upset because he thought he was misled thinking it was going to be more of an art house take on a horror story but now he's like well well, people love it and i get paid every time somebody (laughs) sees it so i'm good (laughs) so i mean it is kind of an art house take on on horror it's not it's not your standard it's not camp and it's it's approachable art house it's it it's not too far along on the spectrum where it feels, it feels art house, right? But it it is. There's much more of an artful element. It feels like poetry with the music and even the way that that uh, the Candyman is presented and the way he speaks and the way he, even the way he moves. He's. It's almost like a romance gothic horror mixed in with this yeah. this 
this disturbing tale. It, it's it's just so so interesting to watch and dissect. Yeah. And although the it does have the slasher elements of just a killer killing, the the fact that he's like all he's trying to do is convince this woman <laughs> to to believe in him. Number one, to fuel his existence and to become to accept it and be sacrificed to fuel that belief in everyone else. It's such a and and that's where you talk about what it, it, the themes and it's more than just a silly horror is because it's and I don't know that it that it really dove into it and took a deep look into it but it was there that it presented this idea of race relations and the, the the context is the same as these urban legends when you when there's a belief that you are being told and so many people believe it whether it's true or not it becomes true about uh, you know these people living in these conditions they're all just gang members and none of them are any good for society and yada 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 it's it's like the theme is there it like i said i don't know that it's, it dives into it's it more of a subtext yeah. than 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 themes on the forefront but it right. works that it was such a that was i think the most genius move because the original story was set in uh i believe uh like a british set yeah it was in europe um such and the main guy uh, move from... to, to move it to to Chicago and yeah. the Cabrini Greens uh, that was, I think that was brilliant and and fitting for the character. I mean his backstory and and now this setting, I thought that was incredible. From uh, IMDb had a funny piece of trivia is when when he's trying to get this movie made and they were talking about casting Tony Todd, which the original character of the Candyman in Clive Barker's version was a white guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the producers of this movie are like, well, we can't make him a black guy. That's racist. It's like, <laughs> well, I think you're missing the whole point. <laughs> right. So, uh, I also I also read somewhere that um, Tony Todd got paid extra per bee sting yeah. that he got. <laughs> Which, uh, for him. I don't know how... I, they were like in his mouth. Yeah. Man. That, I would a, never allow a, that. Uh, uh, like a throat guard to block okay. his throat. And he... They were in his mouth. They, like that, I that would, was real, but he did have a throat guard, so they couldn't go down his throat. <laughs> like that's still yeah, that's and the, crazy. The, the, and the yeah, like I don't know how. Like I props to both him and um, the gal. I can't remember Virginia Madsen. Yes, uh, for just allowing themselves to be covered in bees. Well, and another thing that she did, she she. Another part of the romantic aspect of it, like that gothic romance, was every every time he talked to her, she was she was entranced by him, and he talked in almost this this uh, like sensual way where, yeah. where he was very trying hypnotic. to seduce her. She they actually they literally hypnotized her for those scenes. Oh, really? Yeah. And so the director they would hypnotize her, and he would have this cue word where when he say it, she would she would just kind of go in this trance. So so that was she was literally acting while hypnotized huh. so that, i didn't know i didn't that know was that. why that's that, actually that was why cool. she it had that feel like she was hypnotized because yeah. she was that was that's pretty cool yeah that that is cool and i i love i love the way that they like the movie is is almost as much about her breakdown of her psyche as it is about the Candyman mythos um and and the way that she portrays her descent into madness i think is is done very well and i love how uh at the end of the movie she's she's now the boogeyman as well like that's fantastic and and i think so there's there's talks that the 
they might remake this or or oh, they, I don't yeah, think they, it's might. It's happening. Yeah, well, it's, uh, Jordan right. Peele I mean, is producing it's it. It's in the process. That doesn't mean it's going to happen. Uh, I don't think there's any chance it does. Uh-huh. With Jordan Peele attached to it, that guy could do whatever the That's hell he true. wants. <laughs> That's true. Uh, but I, I think this is a perfect time for that because you still have the subtext of the race oh, yeah. race and, and class relations. On top of that, though... And, and Jordan Peele being kind of the face of this kind of uh, oh, yeah. social this, this horror movie. This is right movies. up, right up yeah. his alley. Yeah. Well, on top of that, it, Virginia Madsen's character, I think there was some subtext that was kind of touched on, but I think could be explored further about uh, like females and, how, uh, females and how they're treated by men, the men in her life and the men that were yeah. part of the story. I, I think you could dig deeper into that man, with the remake. Right, because I felt so bad for her. Oh, my God. <laughs> right? right? Her, her husband is cheating on her the entire time, and and like we all know it, but she doesn't know it, and she still loves him wholeheartedly, and then and that she has this breakdown, um, and, and everything is just going sideways for her, and she finally, you know, she escapes the, the hospital, and she goes back to her apartment, and this college student is there just repainting everything, and just her line is like, I hate the color scheme. Like that, <laughs> that to me is like, because yep. how are you going to process that? And that that, that was just felt so natural and and perfect. And then she 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 delivers that line because they just think she's nuts and they think she's a killer. And she they don't want to approach the phone because she's standing next to it. And she just says, "What are you? You scared of something?" Yeah. And then when she pops up at the end as this boogeyman figure, she delivers that same line. It's yeah. Perfect. It is. It's very and and Shane said it best. It's poetic. It, 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 I think and and the music is was essential yep. to that. That's the yep, problem. Absolutely. If and when you're remaking it now, who does the music? <laughs> right. Do you you have do, to you have to keep that same thing. Yeah. Do you implement the same thing? Do you try and implement it yet modernize it similar to what they did with the Halloween soundtrack, which was fantastic. I would wonder if if with Jordan Peele attached to it, if he got the same guy. That did the soundtrack for us, which was very good. Not it the was. not the uh, hip hop. I got five on it, whatever. That, but the actual <laughs> original soundtrack. <laughs> I, yeah, we know what you mean. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they'll be doing Candyman with rap and you don't music. Know. <laughs> uh, I could, but that guy did did uh, great stuff with us. That soundtrack was great. That are was you, great. Are you guys saying that it is a remake? I'm not sure if it's a remake, it's a sequel. sequel. Okay. So a sequel... So are they doing like with Halloween and ignoring the other sequels? Well, because uh, Candyman I mean, 2 and 3 were very bad. Yes. It says a spiritual sequel to the 1992 horror film Candyman that returns to the now gentrified Chicago neighborhood where the legend began. Okay. So, I mean, it, but with the story, you so could literally dismiss all of what happened because that's part of... Yeah. All the story is that Candyman, it's, he's a legend that would live on to now. We don't need to know anything about the original, really, for it to be successful. Yeah. yeah. Also, there's, he's not just producing, he's got a writing credit in there, too. Oh, really? Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Who, it, do they it, have it, a director attached yeah. yet? Yeah, it's in post production. Oh, really? so it's, it's a thing. Yeah, so it's happening. It's, it's a thing. It'll be, it says expected, uh, well, it says post production, expected June 12th, 2020. So I don't know if that's the June. Uh, a potential release date in June 2020, but it looks like it's happening. And have like June currently. sounds weird, but all right. Well, and I'm wondering if maybe that's when post production starts. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Who knows? Well, but and, yeah, that, and with be it being a Jordan Peele, kind, I mean, as a producer, maybe it's a June limited release at film festivals for an October release. That could be. 
Because you see a lot of these artsy or horror movies, like The Lighthouse, that was released way at the beginning of the year in film festivals, and then they get a wide release in October. Yeah. Uh, so we've kind of been praising this. What are some weaknesses of the of the movie? Uh, it's slightly dated. I honestly, it's what a low early nineties, ninety two, ninety two. Yeah, it felt like uh, early eighties movie to me. <laughs> but I don't know if that's just budget limitations or what the deal was. I, I will say that because uh, we just talked about earlier this week, we talked about Scream and how that's aged phenomenally. Um, and Candyman, it's aged well, but it hasn't aged as well as something like Scream in has. What way, so though? it definitely feels. A little there was dated. just something about it that felt older than it was. Like Maybe the, the, their clothes, I mean. But I, I guess that's about it for me because this wasn't necessarily reliant. But it's little details. The computer she used, okay, that dates it. So the clothes they're wearing, yeah, that dates it. But. But the story and the themes no, the, the, are the, still relevant today. Yeah, Hell, thematically, I mean, it's still incredibly relevant. Um, and and that w- in in lesser hands than Jordan Peele, they would do the lazy route, and instead of an investigation into the local myth of the Candyman, it would be somebody on a computer researching, and you'd get this terrible exposition of who the Candyman was rather than straight from the mouth of these local Right, residents of this apartment building. Right. Uh, uh, what? Sorry, go ahead. Oh, so, um, so since since we're talking about things that that maybe we consider to be you know negatives of of the film, um, I would say that that some of the supporting cast yeah, wasn't that, that great. That was just what I was actually going to say. Yeah, there, there was some some not even iffy. It was just plain bad acting. Uh, but as you said, supporting cast and most of this movie is. Virginia Madsen, who is very good in it, but there were a couple times where the supporting cast was bad enough to to kind of pull me out a bit and and disengage me. It's specifically the worst ones. Uh, I don't know. Was it Sarah, the the girl that that he's the young girl that that her husband is cheating on? Oh with, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the college student. She was. Oh, she was horrible. Oh, and, true. And, she and was a, hardly in it. In a, yes, but that was such a pivotal moment it was and it was portrayed very well by by madsen and and the actor that played her husband but man that girl in that scene was awful yeah, <laughs> and, and that was such an important moment that 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 does that did hurt it for me yes it's like oh my god what I, i'm trying to focus on i mean there's this brilliant music playing that's such a pivotal moment in this character's uh arc and, and then we've got her hamming it up and doing who knows what in the corner. <laughs> like, what you, come on, I'm trying to I'm trying to enjoy this here. Right. Uh, yeah. No. She she was definitely the the standout um, bad performance in the movie. Uh, the other part that and this is just one scene, and then it comes and goes, and it's gone. You never have to worry about it again. But when she's in the uh, the bathroom and the gang members show up. And there's the dude who's pretending to be the Candyman. I th- I thought his performance was a little iffy as well. Yeah, but, his but that's just didn't I thought it was just me. fine because I don't know. Like you're you're kind of led to believe in a real world situation. Take the supernatural out of it. That would be the Candyman. Sure. It, and it's it's fun to play on that. Like okay, somebody was just keeping the legend alive by reenacting it. And well, yeah, but the, the, the way the, the way that he did, he's like, I'm the candy man, bitch. Like that, that, <laughs> that, that I, uh, I enjoyed that though, because part of the aspect of the candy man is that 
his legend, him, that character, gets credit for kills that aren't him. Yes, I'm sure he, he killed people, but that woman in the apartment that, that was part of the investigation, I, I don't think that was the Candyman. That was an actual break-in and murder, yep. I think. And yep. so this character, the the fake Candyman, I guess, the bathroom Candyman, whatever you want to call him, is he was using real that. Candyman alive. I, I think, yeah. yeah, he was using... Basically, and, the Candyman was using what this guy was doing to further his legend, right. but then this fake guy was using the legend to build himself up and, and get a reputation. And I don't, I and I don't, I don't mind that aspect of it. I just don't like the way that he delivered his one line. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. One line. Yeah, if we're going to pick on people that were in it for two seconds, the, the other one that bugged me was the, the British... I don't know if he was British. The, oh boy, the, the, the professor with the yeah. long hair that had oh. just the, <laughs> he was the awful expert. accent. Yeah. Oh my the god, the one who already did a, a report on the uh, Candyman. Yeah, he was. And and to be fair, that was the one part of the movie that felt expositional because oh, it's yeah. like, oh, you don't know the story of the Candyman. Let me let me lay it out there for you. And right, that whole scene I didn't particularly like. Yeah, I didn't. I mean. I what mean, else? What else would they have done? Why? Why not have a snooty professor who sees yeah, himself as the expert on the I get story? It. Maybe it's just the way he did it. Yeah. Could have been, but, <laughs> but I think to, I think it be, was a perfect way to tell us the story without being too silly about but it. But we but we could have just had the story conveyed to us. You know, keep it as the urban legend from the people who were living there. Like te- like because she's going and True. she's doing all these interviews. We could just have it delivered to us that yeah. way, and I think that probably would have worked better. Because we did get a lot of information about him and about the legend from from the people living at at Cabrini, and that felt that part of the investigation, if you'll call it that, into the myth felt real and natural. Whereas this British professor, that that part, it felt forced to me, and it just felt kind of. All right, we're moving into other stuff. Here's the rest of the story. Now yeah. you've got it. Let's move on. It I don't know. Just felt kind of just kind of felt like shorthand information. Here it is. That's what we're working with. Now we're moving on. Right. And and really it like the the story that he tells doesn't even pertain that much to it the It doesn't the need movie. to be. Yeah, like that's what I was thinking. Most urban legends are just that they're they're limited yeah why why have an origin story right. for a legend like the the legend is that if you say his name right. five times he appears behind you like there, bloody mary like that's that's the candy man there like, doesn't need to be uh and I, that still it, it adds to the racial tension and and the elements that are still present then sure and but it's, but that's that's the kind of stuff that you could have gathered from interviewing yes. the people at cabrini like that that if it was needed at all, right? Anything yeah, else know. that bugged you? Not really. Like this is this is a standout horror movie. Like this is one that I'm finally glad that because I've been wanting to watch it again for a long time, uh, but I don't own it. Yeah, and I haven't then it, seen this it in a just, long while. It just hit Netflix this month, and I'm like, fantastic! I know what I'm picking <laughs> for my pick because also, I've been wanting to watch this again for a while. Going back to positives. Man, Tony Todd. Oh yeah. I mean, he didn't. It's not that the performance was was that great, but his presence was. Oh yeah. Oh my God. His yeah. Pre- he's, he's just. Ha- he's an imposing figure he's a and a huge the, man. And his Tony voice. Tony was that voice. And and, <laughs> and it's not and just that there was a lot of depth to his performance, but his performance was good. The way he carried himself and talked and moved. Yeah. And his lines, like I said, it was almost 
poem dialogue and he delivered it very well he was he's an interesting interesting horror villain i guess and he was barely on screen it, right. it was just so impactful when he was right and and the way that they designed his character yes. i really like the that practical as well. effects of a exposed rib cage with bees crawling all over inside of it yep the i mean there's not much that i think cgi would have helped but it's fun that it's all there well they could have like if, if if they had used CGI, it, they would have made it to look like more decomposed, and it would. And in the '90s, it would look really goofy. So I'm glad that they didn't go <laughs> right. that route. They kept it to a minimum. Oh yeah, it's it's not ter- like terrible CGI bees flying around. Yeah, that, they, awful. I, I appreciate that they used real bees and not terrible CGI bees. Because <laughs> that I, also would have been terrible. I'm interested. I, I'm excited for that. The the. I guess spiritual sequels at the words they use, Mike. Yeah, spiritual <laughs> so, sequels. I'm excited. That'll be that'll be interesting. Are we ready to rate it then? I guess where I I don't have anything else that, that I can think. About I, I have a negative. About. Go ahead. Not enough candy. That there was, there candy. was candy. There was candy. With razor, razor blades, blades in, it. in it. Yeah. There wasn't enough candy without razor blades in it. Uh, true. 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 <laughs> How am I supposed to get my any. snack on? I don't think there was any. But uh, plus points in your book for boobs, though. That's that's true. There was good ones. There was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I won't argue. I, I guess I gotta give it this a one. But the con- the context the context yeah, of the boobs makes it a little great. less. Yeah. As she's covered in half blood, a crying. Point. Plus Can I half take a, point? a shower. <laughs> Fine, it's only half a point. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm moving on then. Uh, you guys want to rate it? Yeah. All right. Who wants to go first? Matt, first or last? It's your movie. I'll kick it off. Um, so this is, like I said, great movie. Uh, fantastic soundtrack, great performances. Um, only a couple of things that really take away from it, and it doesn't take away so much that that it leaves a bad taste in your mouth. It's just something that's quick, it's there, and then it's gone, and then you don't have to worry about it anymore. Um, so I'm going to give this movie uh, 7.5. All right. Uh, Shane? I really enjoyed this movie. I haven't seen it in a long time. I, I thought I remembered liking it, but I couldn't really remember. Uh, the soundtrack blew me away. I guess I didn't remember how great that was. Uh, that's one of my f- favorite horror soundtracks ever. I mean, it's so, so good. This director, I mean, this guy hasn't really done anything else. Uh, yeah. But he has writing and directing credits, so this is this is the story he wanted to present, and I think it's fantastic. I think, like I said earlier, the changing the setting to the Cabrini setting and and, and urban Chicago, I yes. think, was a stroke De- of genius. Departing a little bit from Clive Barker's yes. novel, I think, was a good decision. And I, I think the while the the themes of of race and and racial tension and class were there, they could have maybe been explored a bit more. And and it did kind of go into slasher territory more towards the end. We got. We got more of the themes in the beginning, and then it kind of just tapered away, and we got less of them at the end. I would have been more pleased if it if it stuck with those longer. Um, I'm I'm right with you. I'm at a seven point five. All right, Aaron. Uh, I'm a little lower than that. I'll give it. Uh, I think I I don't. People like to say, oh, it explores these themes and it's a masterpiece. It, it touches on themes. Yes, it, they're subtext. there, and I appreciate it because it's much more than just a slasher. Uh, the, it does, the ending slipped a little bit for me. I don't know that. 
I don't know really how you end it other than it did end, but it felt anticlimactic a bit. But, I mean, everything about the the filmed on location, the set designs that were built were fantastic. The graffiti-like artwork on the walls to build the legend and tell more of the story. I think a lot of what was done was fantastic, and I give it, uh, I'll go with seven. All right. So final score for Candyman, 7.34. That's a B minus. I think that's the exact same it's score not. that... It's not. 7.32. Oh. <laughs> this close. is better. Yeah, but close. All right, real quick. Pop quiz, asshole. This or The Orphanage. The Orphanage. This. this. A Perfect World. How? This. A uh, Perfect World. Yeah, that. The Revenant. The Revenant. I still haven't seen that. Man, this. Scream. Ooh. I haven't seen it forever. Um, Pass. That's uh, a tough one. I pass. I, I think I, don't know, I, I think I lean. I think I lean. Scream is a more rewatchable movie, but this is definitely sure, a better movie. Sure. I th- I will say though, this horror month is not my favorite, as we all know. I was pleasantly surprised. <laughs> we I was I watched two horror movies and liked them both. That never happens. I don't know. But, I'd watch yeah. them both again. Okay. I think I gave them both the same score if I remember right. <laughs> this or uh, Halloween. Which one? Yeah, which one? It doesn't matter. Both. Halloween. <laughs> okay. Both. Uh, I think I'd watch this over the original Halloween. I think uh, yes. I'd watch the remake of Halloween over this. I agree. Okay. This or Chucky? This. This. This or Nightmare on Elm Street? This. 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 Friday the 13th? This. This, this or The Ritual? This. The Ritual? Uh, yeah, I think The Ritual. I really like that movie. The this Ritual is- was good, but the, the last act really hurt me. I, don't, I, I think The Ritual is one of my favorite horror movies of... Recent, maybe all time. Ember, this or Bernie? God, this. this. God, oh, come this. on. <laughs> Bernie was not an enjoyable <laughs> movie. This or the Cabin in the Woods? This, this Cabin in the Woods. And I'm not a Cabin in the Woods hater. I don't. I think it's good. I don't think it's. It's as so good much as, fun. It is, but I think I still this. This or it follows. It oh, follows. Man. This. It follows. I think that's, that's one of the a, better a, modern a horror movies. Tough uh, one made. I, I, I think that's on soundtracks though. Woo! This or us? Speaking of great soundtracks, this us. I didn't care this. for us that much. Yeah, I, I'm the same. I think. Oh, I loved us. Uh, I mean, it's good. I, I it's a, that's another one. I just don't think it's as good as people claim it is. Uh, Shane, I don't think you rated us. No, but Aaron gave it the exact same I hadn't same seen score. it at the time of viewing. I, I well, and I told you guys. I the more I think about us, the more I I've cooled on that movie. I, there's just a lot of that's holes. A, that's one that to me it's it's amazing filmmaking and a story yes. that I don't necessarily care for. Interesting. That uh, ballet scene though still might be my favorite scene of the year. The yeah, it's like up ballet there. slash fight scene, whatever. I don't know how to describe it. It's great. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, this or American Gladiators. Uh, Gladiators. This. this. Guys. <laughs> I'm not going to give it to you. Yeah, why, never. Why, <laughs> never. Can't we, why can't we have nice things? Yeah. Unless you're talking about the, the remake of American Gladiators no, with No, not Gina with Carano. Gina Carano. Oh, girl, what's <laughs> up? We're talking like mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. the old school, yeah, I don't poofy, want any blonde no, hair. I don't want any of that. Yeah. Terrible don't want any of it. scrunchies on their nope. wrists. All right, so 7.34 nope. for Candyman. Join us on Monday for a very special episode. Mm. Oh, I think I'm starting to come down with something. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I won't be here.
It's I gotta, 300. I got to poop that day. <laughs> <laughs> All day. <laughs> 300 episodes. You guys agreed to this months ago. I know. Only because it's 300 and yeah. it fits and, and it's it makes a bad sense. movie. Shane, Zack Snyder's ass. You weren't here, but would you rather watch this or when we get to our 3,000th episode, we could watch <laughs> Mr. 3000 with Bernie Mac? I would much rather watch Mr. 3000. God, what is with you? I'm people? not even kidding. <laughs> also, I pointed out that he chose Mr. 3000 over 3,000 Miles to Graceland, which has a fantastic hammy performance from K Cos. As a, what is it, the Beavers fan? Fan of the yep. college team? Yeah. Beavers hockey. All right. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, join us on Monday for a review of 300. Uh, and go to our website, moviereviewcrew.com. You can request movies right on our homepage, guys. You know this. But for the entire month of November, I think we might push it into December. Who yeah, I, Prove It Month is at least seeming like it's going to be fun and interesting. I'm right. really liking what's happening. So, yes, request movies that you want something to be proved about it. We have a couple of great requests so far. We mm-hmm. have added uh, a seventh pick to our rotation, which is a designated listener request. So get those in because we will be picking them. I want to reveal my pick for you so you can prep for it because I have a feeling you're all going to be hating. Who has the last horror pick? I don't know. We're doing we haven't one. really decided when we're ending. Well, we're doing one we're more. We're doing I 300 think, and it's, then it's either movie. It's either you or Aaron. I can't remember well, what the order is. Or but. Matt, do you want another horror movie? Uh, I mean, so I actually <laughs> won't well, we be here next wow. weekend. Because wow. uh, we're watching 300. <laughs> no, no. Th- this uh, just happens to coincide with stuff that I was already... Uh, wow, had scheduled wow. so, wow. Steps, okay. so, no so you can't even. For you. but we'll, we'll I, I will I will request, text in yeah. a score but yeah, let's I do a listener horror we got a, we got a good list of listener horrors let's okay. pick one yeah all right so what's what is your pick for proving um I'm going to prove that Michael Bay is capable uh, of restraining uh, himself uh, nope and uh, filming uh, good uh, movies uh, nope and we're going to watch 13 hours impossible all right I'm telling you I've seen it it's not it's no, bad. Stop. 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 The Is giant just, robots? I mean, I never no, watched it. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's uh, Benghazi. You it's remember uh, when the Probably yet another, were... because Michael Bay doesn't know subtlety, another Hoorah Murica war movie. A little bit, but it's it's restrained Michael so, Bay, and that's my know. point, is Speaking when of, restrained. Like, are, I, I, I saw when I went to see the lighthouse they had a trailer for midway and i'm like this oh, looks like geez. the dumbest oh, yeah. stupid I'm movie i've ever I'm seen in, in my life i'm sorry that i love america and you don't but i'm all in are there giant robots yes no although no, i will 13, say it's a true um, story i'm not interested the okay. <laughs> i watched I, I saw the trailer for uncut gems as well and yeah. it actually yeah. looks like it might be a decent adam sandler performance yeah, yeah. talking yeah. speaking of prove it Man, yeah, he needs to prove something. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's that's the review of Candyman. Let's let's end this puppy. Tell your friends. I didn't say in the show yet. Oh, yeah, you just, just puppy. did. He's talking about that puppy. Someone on the show. Tell your friends. Let's go, but inconspicuously through the window. Lady, I'm afraid I'm going to have to ask you to leave the store. Okay, that's it. Where you guys? I'm going home. Game over, man. What are we going to do now? What are we going to do? Good night and good luck. Thank you for listening to another episode of Movie Review Crew. Remember to like us and find us on any of your favorite social media platforms as well as go to our website, moviereviewcrew.com. You're still here? It's over. Go home.
cabo. 